And Gabe's been blowing us up. I don't know if you guys been here, but Pastor Gabe. Pastor Gabe been slamming. I'm telling you. If you don't know what God's doing in this house. Jesus couldn't go till he got 12. He couldn't go till he got 12. We're not called to do the kingdom by ourselves. You're not called to be a Christian by yourself. Once we realize that we can't do nothing by ourselves, we're going to start receiving from God. Because a lot of times the answer and what you need is in somebody else. It's not just you born again is, is enough. You're, you're born again. But then God puts gifts in somebody sitting next to you. And when we don't walk in love, we don't get it. So therefore, we stay in trouble. And then we get mad when we talk. See, we got we to gotta come back to this, guys. That the power of life and death is in our tongue. You got to know that. That ain't a cliche. We talk ourselves into trouble. We talk ourselves into depression. You gather around people and they're all saying the same nonsensical stuff. And then you come to the church want to get picked up. Oh, come on. So, give me a pitch. That's all I can hit me. You got to protect the plate. You got to protect the plate. Your heart is the plate. You got to protect it. It says guard your heart. Because what you hear is going to be measured back to you. So you have your little powwows with no people of faith. Then you come here and want to get pumped up. We ain't playing games. Did you say get her done? Get her done. And we listen. God never called saved us to be defeated, guys. He never, he never called us for our problem to stay a problem. He didn't. Oh, so, but anyway, on his gifts, uh, mine is, I got my assignment, so I'm going to be obedient. Uh, let's look at, uh, let me see. Okay, let's look at verse 6, 12, 6. Having then gifts, having then gifts, everybody say different. So that means stop trying to be what somebody else is. Love yourself. Nobody can pick uh, who, who our parents are or where we live or how we grew up or what happened when we grew up. Nobody can do that. But guess what? God knows. But I want to tell you here, nobody comes to this planet empty. God knew you before you had parents. And he put what he wanted in you before you got here. Just tell your neighbor, you came with the goods. You come here with the goods. You don't have to be saved to get the goods. You come here with the goods. And the only thing the sin does is shut the goods down. But you come here with the goods. God say, oh, you don't get you here. And he said, oh, I forgot to put in Nick Wisdom. Or I forgot to put in Johnson Prophecy. You come here with it. And one of the things that hurt, hurt us 
is that we're trying to get what we already have. You come here with it. You come here with it. So my is today is, I'm going a little bit further. So we have gifts that differing according to the grace that is given to us. <clears throat> Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Or he that teaches on teaching. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. And he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. And he that rules with diligence. And he that showeth mercy with truthfulness. So mine, mine today is, is ruling. So we're talking about leadership. To rule means to either govern. It means to lead. Okay. Um, it means to, uh, it's, 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 it's to show the way. So, so, so we're ruling. We're not talking about being a dictator. <clears throat> okay. We're, we're not. When we rule, we're not talking about titles. See, the, the thing is, leadership is in everyone in here. See, when you become a parent, you become a leader. When you get married, you become a leader. When you have children, you become a leader. When you're single, you're a leader. Leadership is in male and female. I said leadership is in male and female. How do you know that? Because God put it in you. You don't know your problem solver. I got some high tech stuff. I'm feeling like I said, Gabe up here. <laughs> so, listen, stay, it's one thing to stay stupid and dumb. But if you don't want to look, just look, just look at putting this around me. I don't have to know. I got somebody that knows. So you're looking to know everything. Just get around somebody who knows. Plus everything that we need to know is not in us but it's in somebody else. That's how God set it up. That's, and, and he said it right that way because it shut down arrogance. See, when you get knowledge, you get puffed up. If you can fix a bicycle tire, you get puffed up. You walk around like, I can fix a bicycle tire. I can fix a flat. And you, and you just got puffed up. Don't get an A or B. Oh, my gosh. You just, you just, you just elevate it because all knowledge puffs up. All spiritual, natural, it puffs us up. Okay, all right. And so when we un when we don't understand that, we don't know we're on our way down. Because what happens when you come to that thing with that problem that you don't have an answer? Come on, come on. Let me go right this. Okay, what is a problem? Let me start with that one because we're talking about leadership. Because leadership is designed to to give you a solution for a problem. What is a problem? The definition of a problem is a human opportunity to grow. What is a problem? You got a problem in your raising kids? You got a problem in your marriage? You got a problem in ministry? You got a problem uh, with finances? You got a problem with your kids? You got a problem? Any problem? It's an opportunity to grow. But you know what we do when we see a problem? We're chipping away from them. 
Don't want nobody. Listen, you don't want nobody to know you got one. All we got to do is see you coming. If I've got a problem, you know, a problem will be on you. P. Oh. <laughs> you know, and you know what? And just what happens? Uh, 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 Paul, get out there a minute. Okay, now, now get, go around so I can't see you. Okay? Okay, now, come in, Paul. Now, Paul's a problem. Here I go. <laughs> I'm getting away from it. Okay? Not knowing. It's an opportunity for me to grow. Not knowing an opportunity for you to get better. Don't you know when you stay with problems, you get worse? It shows on your face. It shows on your countenance. Because when people see you, they say, what's wrong? Why? They see problem on you. But how about, come around, go around again. Okay, now surface. Now you're in problem mode. Come here, here's a solution. Come on in. Let all my pride go. He's got an answer. How did he get the answer? He had a problem, but he got a solution. We got to stop complaining about problems and come up with solutions. I mean, I didn't get through everything I started. But anyway, listen. Yesterday, I took a a young eighth grader, gifted, no, no dad, single mom, got a, a younger son, a younger son, who was wrestling when he was real young, the youngest one, and hurt, hurt his back. He got to get, he has to get uh, therapy, water therapy, all kind of stuff. But the, but the, but the, uh, but the one in eighth grade is called middle school. He ain't got to high school yet. But everybody in the high school wants him, but they're not going to get him. Everybody wants him because he's all that. He's intelligent, debate club, high grades, fashionable, likes fashion. He's telling me what he likes to do, man. Look at this, brother. I mean, I need your help. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. The kid's loaded, okay? But <clears throat> he's getting pushed down on. By all the voices. He's getting pushed down on. He's the, he's the baddest thing. When I say bad, not bad person. But he's the baddest thing in the middle school. But they don't know who he is. They don't appreciate what he has. And what he's going to bring. He is so awesome. Now he has, he plays football, football basketball runs track. But this is a football game, okay? So, here, I'm, I'm him, okay? Now these are my teammates, okay? Now his coach is over there. Pastor Gary is, okay? Letting him pump these guys up. Why? Because they can't. He's not even a grown-up. He's not even a grown-up. Okay? Now, I remember when my kids came, I, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure they had a chance. Okay? So it, it was going smooth. Pace, scholarship goes, it goes. Here comes Joy. Joy tears her ACL. She got seen by Central Connecticut 
in the morning at Rutgers University in a, in a shootout. Two o'clock in the afternoon, she tears her ACL. 6 p.m., the coach calls me, wanting her to come to the school. I said, she can't come because she's hurt. Now, what did that just occur? A starts with P. Problem. Okay. What did I get? Problem. When, when patient went to school, no problem. Boom. I went to school, boom, no problem. All of a sudden, I'm waiting on joy. So he had no problem. And she tears her ACL. So that means she can't play her senior year. That means she can't be recruited. She can't even, it's, it's, at that point, we went to zero. Okay, so I had a problem. All right? Now, what did that problem cause me to have to do? Find a solution. So where did I go to find a solution? I went to anybody that had a clue about what I was supposed to do next. <clears throat> Not save people. It wasn't another, it wasn't another, with no apostles, no prophets, no vengeance, no pastors, none of them. Nobody in the church. See, sometimes your answer is not in the church. But you won't go to them because you wait for them to say, shaka baba That still means they don't know nothing. After they get from a praying in the spirit, they still don't know. Then the Lord said the earth is the Lord's, didn't he? That means everything that's in it. That means everyone. Okay, it means everyone. So, so I went to other ones other than these ones. And so one said, go down to Virginia. So I go down to Virginia. Found out, and I'm looking, okay? Now I, now, I live in Pennsylvania, but I went to Virginia. That's four hours away. What's I going for? I'm trying to get, find a solution. For what? A problem. See, we've got to understand this. What you need will come to you, but what you want, you got to go get it. I said, you got to go get it! Because it ain't going to be close by. Four hours down, my gas, and still didn't get the answer. Okay? But somebody told me to go. So I started going. Well, why'd you go down there? Because that's where they told me to go. I didn't know it wasn't down there. It was a school, but not the kind I needed. So they direct me to a school that they thought I needed. But when I got there, it just wasn't that school. So then I come back. So long story short, I drove from Virginia to Maine looking. And then I'm passing some that I didn't know was there because they didn't tell me to go there. I just went to, they said, come to Gabe. I went to Gabe. You know, they said, come to Carolyn. I went to Carolyn. But I just passed. My sister just passed her. But I didn't know you was in prep school. Okay? They didn't tell me to go there. So I just went where they told me. So literally, I went from Virginia to Maine. My own expense. Uncomfortable. Not knowing. See, so everybody's looking. You always want the answer. You got to go to get the answer. Everybody wants the answer to come. You got to get move. We want everything to come to us. Give me, give me, let me have. Ain't you got? Okay, you got to go. So I, I was going. Now, here's the other thing. Why was I going? Because I love my daughter. I'm doing everything I know to do or try to do to try to get her some help. Because I didn't have it. I knew what I knew, but what I needed for her, I did not know. So, go up there. So finally, we settled. It was two schools. New Hampton and one was Northfield. And it's, at that time, this is 1996, 22500 to go for one year. And guess who didn't have 22500 
I said, guess who didn't have it? The one with the mic. <laughs> okay, so, 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 one school, so one school says, out of 22.5, you just have to pay us 10. Okay, and then the other one that she, she originally went to says, uh, we'll give you 18,600 out of it. So I had to pay 4,000, so guess which one I went to? Okay, that was wisdom. Because I've still been in debt trying to pay this 10,000 back. Okay, <clears throat> so that's where she went, and then she went. Okay, but I did not know what was really happening. It was giving me a human opportunity to grow. I was growing, but didn't know it because I didn't feel like I was growing. First go down here, I felt like a disappointment because I wouldn't answer. Why I got to go down this way because my answer was up that way. So I went down there because they said it was a school in the sense of a prep, but not the one I needed. So they gave me what they knew was this one was not what I needed. But I go up here and I find it. But see, you don't understand when you get a problem, when you get an answer to a problem, it's not just for you. This other is coming. Yes. So you don't look at the other is coming. You just look at you. Yeah. Well, God's got to, he's got to give you an answer because somebody else is coming and need what you have. Yeah. And guess what? When by going down there, it was, I was feeling every step of the way. So now it starts getting in you. So you start feeling this thing. So you know when somebody else has this problem that you just had, you know how they feel. Yeah. <clears throat> you know how they feel. They have a problem, okay, but then God lets you get a solution. And what you do when you come to them, you can bring them peace of mind. Yes. Now, I had a peace of mind when I was doing it, but I got it when I got my answer. Yeah. See, sometimes you, the peace comes after you. You look for peace before. See, we're looking for comfortability the whole way. We don't want to get no inconvenience whatsoever. Yes, that's correct. We just want everything to be hunky-dory. Yep, everything easy. Give him a mic, too. <laughs> okay, okay, so, all right, so, are we okay, guys? Are we okay? Okay, now check this out, okay? So, by me going through that, okay, there were other families who needed what Joy needed. And they started just, they, they started revealing themselves because you find out, you hear, they needed what she had. So, so, here comes Mike. Mike was handicapped by his mom. Some athlete. She the only place where you get these grades. <laughs> Boy, you ain't gonna get on that field till you get these A's and B's. And then I'll think about let you go out here and play. But you're gonna get these academics. <laughs> there you go. There you go. She's the only lady. This is the only lady to put a D, a D, a D on a dare. Dare. There you go. See? So why is it I feel I have what do you mean? Okay, so we're having fun. You go, okay? So, but her, her, her son needed what I just got an answer for. And guess what? They didn't have to know. Because I had the answer. Boom! Yeah. 
See, because you don't know what you're getting this problem for, God has set you up to become a solution. We just see what we're going through. So, by the time they went, I believe it was more than 22,000. Okay. <laughs> you know what he said? It's about 40 something. Mom was 22,500. They gave me 18,600. Theirs was 40 something. And guess what? We don't have it. When God gives you an answer or solution, He'll also put favor on you. So don't think I'm just walking down, talking, but every time I'm talking, I'm learning something. You're learning. You're learning. You're learning. And God said, I'll perfect those things that concern you. Okay? So here we go. We're going and we're going. We're going. This is about leadership, guys. Because you sure enough going to have a problem. Everybody has problems. Just, just get to this planet. Just be born. Just come up in a natural family. Just, just go to school. Go on a job. You don't have problems. Okay, you ain't going there for one. They just start appearing. Okay. So anyway, so from this situation, we say to be a blessing to this family. Okay. Because guess what? When I got blessed, yeah. it doesn't matter. Twenty-two, I get like that. Then you want to see when your heart is right. When your heart is right, all they have to do is find a solutionist. And it's, listen, they have to find them. You got to reveal yourself to them. So I went to them. I ain't stay back here. They got a problem. Oh. Just let them stew. Here we go. Well, I got mine. You're going to get it like I got mine. That's the attitude from hell. To let you struggle. See, if we're, not, if we're not mindful, we'll have more hell work in us than we do Jesus. Is it my turn to preach today? Okay. Okay, so, so here we go. So then their family gets it. And don't you know, it's at the point now where I got people calling me from around the country. Around the country. Nick got the favor. She didn't want to listen. But you get past her. It was about her son. Yeah. See, we stopped because we feel we got stopped here. Yeah, yeah. You got to know who this is for. It's just because you don't understand it. I have to beat her down. Because I know the big picture. So I got to hold my peace. I can't go off on her. Then I know I wouldn't get a son. Okay, so the thing is, but then... I think it was 46 for him to go. And his coach, it was 46,000, but his coach uh, and his father had their own fund. Okay. So I think it was 46, they gave, was it 40? Something like that? I don't know. I only paid two. Right, right, right. I know, I know, I know, I know, right. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. No, I'm trying, I'm trying to think what happened. I'm trying to go, what happened? So the school said, after you put all your, all your paperwork in, this, I know it was, um, 
it was uh, like, like what was it? Thir right, thir that's what I'm getting at. 13 left, right? So then the coach says, me and my father, we got our fun. And it took from 13 to 2. Thirteen to two from what? From a problem that started with me. Who are you to answer for? Now understand this. This situation is in my DNA. That's right. I tried to preach and get away from it. They go helping the Lord. But then I start learning about kingdom. The kingdom can show up on this field. The kingdom can show up in a school. The kingdom can show up in business. The kingdom can show up in family. That's right. The kingdom can show up in business. Amen. The kingdom can show up in government. And I remember the Lord saying in, in, in Revelations 19, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign. And then I had another minister who I did not know, but I needed to hear because what he had to say, I didn't know it. He says, Jesus can't reign until we get in him. So I had an athletic background, learned a lot. So I didn't keep for myself. Now, was it, <clears throat> now was, it, was it difficult? Yes. Come out of high school, I had no scholarship. Didn't know how to get one other than play hard. Was I good enough to get one? Yes, but I, I wasn't told how. My parents had eighth grade education, but they wanted me to go. Listen, now when I say eighth grade education, it don't mean we live living poor. <clears throat> we was probably one of the largest living black families around because of our experience. We was the first in third grade to fly over Europe on an airline. No, none of my cousins, none of my relatives experienced something like that. Didn't come back on the ocean liner. We was in Germany, and, and, the, and the taxi cabs were Mercedes. we no yellow cabs. <laughs> My mom taught the German people English. They taught her German. She could talk German to the day she passed. With the eighth grade education. That let me know she had the gift in there. She had, she had some wisdom in her. Listen to me. It's not, the, it's not about the grade level. It's his level. Yes. You know how smart you are. It's about him. People, they look at their parents and they, they put them down because they had this, they didn't get this. You know what? You're complaining. And God will treat you just like he did the church of Israel. When they started complaining, you miss out. You think you got a right to complain. No, you got a right to shut up. Look to God and say, Lord, help me. God don't listen. See, we pray most of our prayers are complaining. We don't pray. Because we still come out mad. That's right. Where you come from? Prayer. <laughs> Where you going to? Prayer. <laughs> so, so when you come home from prayer, where's the kids? Hiding. <laughs> That's right. Where's the kids? Kids come. They hear the door shut up. Everybody start going to like they sleep. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. 
So what I'm, I'm gonna cut this real short. Okay, now, so I kept start. We started adding up how much Nick's got was gotten was given for, and then how much uh, the, the Dudleys them. So at this point, we're up to three point four million dollars. Okay, from a problem. Now this year we got some new clients. My wife said, "When you gonna get paid? When you gonna get paid?" When you go pay, I hear you talk, I hear you talking, when you gonna get paid. <laughs> so the whole thing is. So, 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 so listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Um, um, Lady Alice, remember she came? She was in the house and she heard me on the phone talking. Talk to talking to kids about, about what they need. And she says, I'm going to go home. I'm going to start praying for you. Because anytime you make breakthroughs for people, headwinds come. Everybody think I'm just walking. I ain't getting no headwinds. I feel the storm all the time I walk out the house. I feel it. When I walk into school, I feel it. Because I know what they're trying to do. Here you got to kick and jump out the gym. That means he can go to college. He getting pushed down on so he can't go. And when I see it, it breaks my heart. So the people who really need me, that they know need me, they won't tell them about me. I see it all the time. And the thing that really hurts me most is the scripture that Jesus says. He came unto his own. He came into his own, those who look like him, and they received me not. I'll tell you what, when you start walking the word, you're going to start walking and experiencing it. We think we get a Christian, we got a hunky-dory life. No, you become a threat to the enemy because God wants to give you a solution for a problem. So... Um, Anyway, so, so now we're getting these calls, and I met this person. I had to go to Dallas, Texas to meet this person. And he's sending me kids. I don't even know them. Haven't even seen them. He sends me a tape, their grades, their name, name of their school. And listen to me, guys. All this I'm doing without talking to a coach. I'm not even talking to the coach who coaches them. Because when God gives you an answer for a problem, why discuss it with them? It should have you know, we should have had some interaction, but that's done on purpose because the enemy's job. It's to stop the gift that's in you from coming forward. The Bible said it's your gift that makes room, not your holiness. You get a gift before you get holy. You get a gift before you get saved. You get a gift before you're born again. You got gifts on you. He gave them to you before you got saved. He don't wait for you to get saved and say, oh, my God, let's give me this one. And let me give him that one. And give him another one. I didn't know. I, God, I forgot. I didn't have that one. 
He doesn't do that. You get it when you come here. And the enemy's job is to keep us away from the one who gave us to us. No, it'd be one thing to eat at Burger King and then go pay McDonald's. You, you, right, you ate at Burger King, served you, gave you the meal and everything, but then you walk out the door and go pay McDonald's for a service they didn't give you. And we do that all the time in the body of Christ. The people serve you, you go pay somebody else. Throw me another one, okay? Okay, hold up. That's all right. Throw me another one. Okay, I was going to get a reliever. I was going to get a reliever. Then I, go call, I got to call the bullpen. That's right. I don't have, I don't get, then I go to, you know, you have starting pitchers, you have bullpen pitchers. Okay, I was trying to get the bullpen. Okay. And, 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 and it's, it's like this. See, Jesus was walking, ministering one day, and, he, and, he, and they were looking at the scripture, Johnson. And he says, you guys are searching the scriptures. Come on. And what you're searching is standing before you. You're reading about me, and me is standing before you. But you don't want me because your heart's bad. He's standing before these people. They're reading about him, and who they're reading about is right here. Tim morning. He's right there. He said, you're searching these scriptures. You're looking at them. But who you're searching for is right here in living color. So, come at this problem. The problem is a human opportunity to grow. How many want to start growing? We got to stop complaining. It's time to grow. That's all it is. You grew when you went to the hospital to talk to your brother. Because she had all the stuff before she went. You know, I don't know if I should go. Should I go? You know what happened last time. You know what they said to me. And you start. You get, you get, you get the slows. You're supposed to be walking like this. That's called a gait. Okay? But we still walk. Like we're like we marking time. We ain't going nowhere. So, so, so anyway, so now it's $3.4 million. Now we got kids come from. A kid come from Ohio, 6'6", 300 pounds. Ain't seen him yet. But he's, he's gone. Okay? Then we got another kid from Michigan. He's gone. Ain't seen him yet. Then we got two come from Texas. And this one kid was so bad. I mean, when I say bad, I'm talking about good. The coach wanted him so bad, the coach flew to Texas. From Pennsylvania. From the Philadelphia airport. To go to make sure that we really want you, son. And he's not even in college yet. That don't happen until you get to college, till they fly to you. But this kid has so much good, the coach and the prep, he leaves Philadelphia, goes to Texas at his own expense to talk to their family about their son. It ain't never happened. This kid was so awesome. But what was his problem? The authority over him. Authority is God's plan to protect your life. When Jesus said you can't be like the Gentiles who lord over you, they exercise, they exercise their authority on, over you. 
What's that mean? To keep you from reaching your potential. See, when I saw people try to lower my kids, I'm out. I might like, see, when, you deal, when a kid deals with a, a, a grown-up who's an authority figure, and they are, the kid already knows that he's good enough, and the kid already knows that I don't care what I do because he's over me, I can't get my shine. Okay, so here we come, spiritual people. Well, just let them figure it out themselves. Talking about your kid. The kid's getting pushed back on. Every kid knows. My dad said this to me. He said, listen, if you want to know who the talent evaluators are, you go to first grade at recess. No coach. No gym teacher. No teacher. The kids start picking the best people. Because they know. You ain't got to tell them who can run the fastest. I want... I want John, <laughs> why he can run the fastest. I want Bill, because he can jump the highest. Amen. You don't need a grown-up for that. God put that talent evaluator in the kid. He's in first grade. We think you got to wait to get the NFL to evaluate talent. If you can't get it here, you can't get it there just because they gave you a title. We got people who got titles, but don't have the function. And we think they got it because they're there and we're not. So when the kingdom comes, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdom of our Lord. But they can't, it can't happen to we get in it. Like you said, we're waiting on God. He's waiting for us to give our rusty dusty. This is the scripture said, he has made me glad. Boy, right now, he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. He has made me glad. I will rejoice. Now, I went from a problem. Now, I'm rejoicing because guess what? It's working. He begins to work in us. It's in you. He got to get it to come out of you. Then we who's, got another one. I think we got four. We got four or five this year. Okay. And when it, it goes down in March, when they're going to give them the award to come, and they're going to give them how much they're going to give the family so they can come. Now, here's the other thing that goes along with this. I already know the families can't, can't afford it. But I become an advocate. Because I deal with 21 schools. 21 up and down the East Coast. And I saw every coach in person but one. Because they heard my voice, never saw my face. And only three of them looked like us. And one's the athletic director. So everybody else is somebody else. But when God gave you favor, I started praying that scripture that Jesus grew in stature. So if Jesus grew in stature, I got to grow in stature. If it's good enough to Jesus to grow in stature, that means we got to grow in stature. They say grow in wisdom. So if you don't have it, start asking. See, we start complaining instead of asking. He wants to give us a solution, but we won't ask him. And then it says he grew in favor. Check this out, guys. Does that go with God and man? 
So God's given me favor with God and man. You come to a house to learn. You don't come to complain. You show up late. Don't you know being on time is a virtue? You only know what you know. I only know what I know. What I don't know, I don't know. I tell my wife that all the time. When it comes to getting stuff fixed around the house, I don't know. And every time she asks me, don't you know how? No! Get the plumber. Get past the game. Get Walt. Get game. out of my element. I don't want to do IT or whatever he does. But long as he got it, I'm good. What makes us good? You don't have to have it. But if you're next to somebody who has it, you're okay. So when we come together as a body, God puts everything we need in a body. So every time you stay away, we, we get forfeited of your gift. And most of the times we stay away because we ain't got an answer to our problem. How did I go here? I had more. We're supposed to talk about leadership. <laughs> Listen. Leadership has to be walked out. You're a leader before you become one. And every leader was a follower to become a leader. I don't want to follow nobody. I got just as much God in me as they got in them. Fool. The fool said heart does know God. God said, be faithful in another man's. Oh, I ain't going to help Brother John's in his ministry because I got my own. That's how God works. In order for it to be a Joshua, he had to have a Moses. Who are you following? Who have you followed? One of the worst things we could ever do, guys, listen to me. Is go against what God says. And talk to people who don't even care about God. Yes. Family members too. I said. Yes. Family members too. <laughs> See when you're a leader. It's about attitude. How you think. Leaders don't think like followers, but at some time, uh, followers, before they became leaders, were followers. And who were they following? The one who was leading them. And, and if you're not, listen, we got to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our strength, then our neighbor. And if you're not careful, you'll put family in front of God. You'll put your family before God. Well, that's my mom. That's my dad. He didn't say you couldn't love them. He said, I got to be numero uno. Because I'm going to tell you something. When mom and dad can't come through, when brother and sister can't come through, when kinfolk can't come through, they ain't God. It could be a child of God, a 
child of God don't mean he's God. I'm God. Child of God, son of God, I mean I'm God. Okay? He's God. He said, I'm God all by my. That means no parents, no kinfolk, no black folk, no, no nationality. He's God. So, 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 let me, let me say a few qualities about leadership. Then I'm, okay. Leaders don't think like followers. But leaders used to be followers. So what makes a follower become a leader or leader become a follower? I mean, become a, well, a leader, stay a leader. See, the thing is, even though you get in leadership, you've got to keep increasing. See, leaders gotta, are, are always stretching. they got to go get it. I know I got this, but i got to go get some more. See, we think we're a leader, and we just want to settle down. Okay, the life is, the world's changing all the time, guys. You didn't know it? It's changing all the time. People think it's different all the time. So you got to be relevant. Leaders are relevant. Yesterday's gone, but today is a new day. It's amazing. We talk about my, 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 my mom went to church and my dad went to church. Yeah, they did. But it's now it's your time. You can't get no blessing off of what mom and them did. I mean, they did. Listen, we're not knocking parents. My parents did everything I could for me. They sent me to college and sacrificed. They had to pay my first two years. So my dad said, my dad said it to me like this in the kitchen, and I know what, what it meant. He says, we're going to do it out so you can go. But he said it like this. If we have to eat pancakes every week, you're going to go. So I knew that means going to cut back on the rations, going to cut back on some, some recreation so I could go. Because I was the first to go. Okay? So, so leaders don't think like followers, but leaders used to be followers. Okay? So what makes you cross the line and become a leader? It's your mentality. How this goes, that's how you go. Because we'll let people talk us out. And we'll, and, we'll, and we'll believe what they say. And they don't even know you. They don't even know what's on the inside of you. They don't know what God put in you. So when you let people talk down at you and you look, listen to what they say or feel like, let your emotion get attached to that, it, it, it puts a blanket over what God gave you. And here God gives you the goods to break through and be what you're supposed to be. So when you cross over to this mentality, it kicks you to start thinking differently. But really, you actually start thinking correctly. Leadership is about service, serving. So I, I what, what, we're, we're called consulting for the next level, so what we're trying to do is bring a peace of mind to this process so these parents don't have an answer. Because as soon as they hear this thing costs $50,000, $60,000, man, they back off. They don't look at the money and hear what I said. I know you can't afford it. I couldn't afford twenty two at the time. But you kept going. I didn't even know the people. 
They told me where to go. I knew only one thing. I went to the athletic department. I didn't go to the, the history teacher. I go, no, no, no academic people. I went to the athletic department. Okay? Then I asked. Then they direct me to where I'm supposed to go. The coach comes over. Seeing her for the first time. Now understand this, guys. And when no appointments made, I was cold calling. I was showing up without them knowing me coming. I have an appointment. It became an appointment. God can cause you to become an appointment. Everybody's looking for appointments. But God can cause people to rearrange their schedule. We just found out, oh, we just got an opening. Why you showed up? And then I know what they want. They want ballers. Ballers are somebody who can play. Everybody who can't play, my dad said, you either play the game or you play at the game. And everybody who play at the game can't play. They're just out there. Because everybody likes sports. Everybody likes a bunch of hullabaloo, all that kind of stuff. They love it. But the players play. That's what they want. So if I can give them what they want, then they give me access for the next year to bring somebody else whose time is coming. So I tell every family, listen, your son or daughter is playing for next year's kid. So don't mess it up. So we got to flow. Rolling. Every year they tell me what they need before the season's over. So when I get the people I know, I know where to plug them in. Got an answer from a problem. Come a solution. And here's the thing. And when you start, start walking it, it gets clearer and clearer. It all didn't happen at one time. This, this was over since 1996 it started to now. It went like yesterday to now. So when Lady L said she talked to her praying, I'm going to show my wife and her a love seed. Say thank you. I know. I'm thinking. So it's coming. It's coming. Amen. When it comes, you're going to hear it. Because guess what? See, sometimes when it looks less, it gets sparse. But see, that's when you're pressing to God more. We want to get more than we want to talk to God. See, faith is believing in him when you don't have. See, see if you have something, you have to believe it. You got it. You don't have to believe for, if a pair of shoes, you got a pair of shoes. You got to believe for shoes when you don't have no shoes. You got to believe God for a job when you don't have no job. It don't mean, when you believe for God for a job, that means you got to go look for one. Don't say there ain't no jobs out here. There's always going to be jobs. There's always going to be opportunities. Never talk to the person who it didn't work for. <laughs> Okay. Okay, listen. Leadership is not about power, but it's about empowering. It's not about power, it's about empowering. Leadership is not manipulation. Don't you know there's people manipulate you? People will manipulate you. I had to make sure my kids didn't get manipulated. What did 
God, he sent me 12 hours by car away, 15 hours by bus away. So I went to college. My dad put my, my mom on a bus, a Greyhound bus. It took us 15 hours to get there. But why'd you go way down there? Opportunity. So you want opportunity to be around the corner. You want convenience. I want, I was, my, I would, my twofold purpose was this. I want to go to college so I can play pro baseball. That was my motivation. At that, at that point, I didn't care whether I had a scholarship or not. What I wanted never, never, never stops. You know, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't detour me. So then I get there. I found out I'm at a Division I college. What's a Division I college? Full scholarship college. But I didn't have one yet. I was on my way to one. So I get there, and God's put me in this. Remember that, uh, it's like a cartoon called Bear Rabbit? Anybody remember that one? Anybody remember that? About the Briar, Briar Pats? Anybody remember that? So you, 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 you millennials, you won't know about that one. But, but anyway, it was just, it was just, it was just rabbit. This, it was, it, I know, but listen, it was just rabbit that wanted to be thrown into this Briar Patch. Okay? So he was saying, please don't throw me in that briar patch. Please don't throw me in that so, so, so the, the one tried to get the rabbit to uh, go to a place he didn't want to go to, but he really wanted to go there. So when he threw him in the briar patch, he was home free. <laughs> please don't throw me in the briar patch. He threw him in that briar patch. He was home free. He was happy. He was kicking his heels up. He was elated. So when I go to this school, I'm in school with three NFL head coaches. What was the problem? I didn't have a scholarship. But I had a problem, but I got an answer. We're, in, we're going to March Madness. That's when March come, TV going to be blinging with all these athletes playing, trying to win this national championship. Okay, So I'm at a school, and I'm on the bus going. I'm happy. Man, and watch this go before me. I see kids come on campus for 48 hours. They'd be at a basketball game. They said, let's clap for Bill Johnson. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody clap. Let's clap for Jerry Jones. They clap for him. Okay? Next thing you know, Jerry Jones and Bill Johnson at the school next year. What happened? They was being recruited. So now I'm watching it happen. I wasn't recruited, but I'm watching it happen. Okay. So then, draft come, bas basketball. First round to the Celtics. I'm watching them play in college. I'm watching pros before they get to, went to the pros. Because, see, that's how it works. you got to look like it before you go to it. Wow. So I had my kids looking like it before they got there. Made sure they was looking like it. You don't let them do what they want. Kids don't know. Stop thinking your kids know. They don't know how to deal with grown-ups. And we got parents who let the kids talk to the grown ups and we don't have enough Jesus to go talk to the grown ups for our kids. And then we're complaining. If God gives you kids, that's your responsibility. Ask God to help you to do it. That's what you do. He said, without me, you can't do it. You ever read that in the word? Without him, he can't do it. What's so difficult about that? We can't do it. We don't know how to be married. We don't know how to raise kids. We don't know what's best for us, but he does. 
So the thing is, when you come to God, you got to start humbling yourself. Yes. And you know what hurts? Hurts when we have a body of believers. And they'll see somebody struggling with their kids or whatever. And nobody will go to them. Like they're supposed to know. They just got here. I remember my mom. We were living large. She'd come back and help her, her, her sisters with six kids. They was eating food that I didn't know existed. Because so I had milk on cereal. They had canned milk and water. Man, when I stayed with them that night, <laughs> I woke up to a breakfast. <laughs> said like, what is this? Man, <laughs> you know, so, you know, it was just what it was. But we grew up like that. We was always helping. We was always helping. My parents took in kids. We took in kids. There was no time. We, she would, my mom would bring a kid to the house. He was a, a junior, 11th grade, so he could graduate. So I had no older brothers, so I was the only son. So he just became my brother. And everything that we had access to, he had access to. You get the same treatment. So these parents were getting the same treatment that I got from my kids. They get the same. It ain't nothing different. You have to feel about them. Because when you know what something means, it changes your thought process. When you don't know what it means, you just go on as, as usual. I know what it means to get a scholarship. When my dad, my dad, when he said we're going to sacrifice pancakes things, so for two years they're paying. And after I played and led the team in hitting, then I got my scholarship. Junior, senior year, got my master's paid for. So I had to go there, go through all this. See, the kids who got scholarship, they, they walk around like this. They're on the team, they walk around like this because they got a scholarship. I didn't have one. So you got, you, got, you got to go through the, the, to the, through the how people think about you. They think they all that, or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's okay. But you don't have to have a scholarship to be scholarship. I was scholarship, but I had to get one. But I couldn't have got it unless I was scholarship. It just wasn't given to me at first, but I got it. So then, for the next three years, I was the first black to make impact, not the first one to make a, get a scholarship. The one who got a scholarship lasted one year. Then the Bible said, if you're hungry and thirst, I was hungry. I need my opportunity. When I got it, I ran with it. Okay, and me and the coach became like this after telling me that they didn't have trials. Now, what was this, what's, what's this point about? The first time I met him, junior, my freshman year in the spring, I asked him, Coach, I'm, I'm who I am. I like to try for your team. He said, we don't have trials. Now, here's, here's the other lesson to this. God will put in somebody else what you need. So I called my baseball coach 12 hours away. I said, Mr. Wright, I got to leave this school. I got to go to school. I can try out. And, you know, have a chance to play. He could hear my voice, man. I'm feeling some kind of way. I just got to school. Mom just dropped me off. I mean, my second semester, I got to go back home. Okay, so, so anyway, I call him. Three weeks later, he says, trials are going to be. Well, why did he do it? I don't know. But what I came for, I got. 
God turned a no into a yes. He sure did. Why? Because I respected my coach. Because my parents said, you respect authority. You respect your teachers. He said, authority may not, my dad said, authority may not always be right, but you respect them. You don't need to have somebody to be right or, or wrong. You can still respect them. That's all you do. So now, he said, when you come back in the second semester, I mean next year, which will be my sophomore beginning, I had just won a rookie of the year, Delco, I was ready. So when I stepped on there, man, it was just a matter of just let me get there. I was just happy for the opportunity. I didn't care how it came. It wasn't comfortable. But you know what? A lot of times you have to get uncomfortable before you become comfortable. We don't want to, we don't want to be uncomfortable. Are you guys all right? What time is it? What time is it? Let me shut this up. What time? Okay. What time is it? What? 11.54. Okay. Okay. Check this out. So I play. He mails home. 11 10 mean you on scholarship. He sends me the batting trophy home. And says, if, if, if you keep playing like you're playing, you're going to be one of the best ever at this school. Senior year. Player of the year, all conference, all three years, but player of the year this time. And he said it again. He was the best player in the conference. But I had to go through a problem. It wasn't comfortable. Okay? But my uncomfortability became somebody else's comfort. And still to this day, it isn't left. So when we lead, when you when you lead, you got to leave when it's uncomfortable. And when it's comfortable, you got to leave both ways. You still got to do whether it's happening or not happening. Because we're trusting God. Le uh, did, I say, did I say leadership is not in the uh, manipulations and inspiration? Okay. Leadership is not pursuing people, but the purpose. The Bible says it's the purpose of God shall stand. And the purpose of God should not be aborted. While you're here for his purpose, you'll get it. See, the purpose of God, the Bible says, shall stand. So what's his purpose for your life? Wherever it is, it's going to stand. And wherever your purpose is will not be aborted. Listen, guys, it ain't got nothing to do with age. Abraham got that child 100 years old. Share a room with clothes. When God touches something that's closed, he opens it up. Amen. Leadership. It's about becoming something, not doing something. We have to become it. We're becoming Everybody's trying to do something. You're becoming what you are. You're becoming. So, God is looking for us. We're all leaders. I don't care what your gift is, you're still a leader. If you're giving, you're still a leader. If you're exhorting, you're still leading. If you're prophesying, you're still leading. 
There's a leader in y'all, all of us. Because you don't come here without being one. You don't get here without being a leader. You're a leader. It's in you. Because nobody come here empty. See, and, and, and see, so when you're around the proper leadership, they can point it out. So about this kid, come with this kid, I'm going to close this kid. He had authority figures pushing down on him. Just an eighth grader. Smart as a whip. Intelligent. A's and B's. But he got the game too. Football, basketball, and track. He's already 5'11", right? He's taller than me. We went to the prep school the other day. I said, I'm just going to, I just told him, I just want to let him see it. Because he's looking at two that's, there's two kinds of prep schools. There's one where you go to it and come home. The other one where you go and you stay. That's what kind the Dudley's went to. And, and Nicky's son went to, where you stay. So these are the kind that you stay. So I said, I just wanted to see it because he's looking at these two. I'm not opposed to these two, but I know what, it's good, better, best. Never let it rest. <laughs> Till the good gets gooder and the better gets best. Okay, remember this, good is always second to best. Okay, so, so we go over there, and we do, we do we start meeting people in the missions. They ain't, they ain't even on duty. We walked in the gym, and the baseball coach was in the missions. Gave me his card. First time seeing him. Then we go to the other school that we got a kid in the year before. He became a tour guide. Okay, and then the other mission person shows up. So we're going to set up this week, set up for missions, go. Just met them, just met the mom three months ago. She says, I'm calling you because I need to know what to do next. I've taken as far as I can, but I want, I'm calling you because I, is a next. That's why we call consulting for the next. God always has a next. He always has a next. Because that's God. You always, if you're still breathing, you got a next. It's got a next. It's north. You got a next. We got a next. So now these schools are like 63,000. So the kid we got in before was, 60, was 189,000 for three years. The kid that was a tour guide took his parents over the last year. And we got it down there only to pay 10 a year. The best education in the country. I don't know if you've got some basketball uh, talent, uh, basketball guys in here. But this school, you may not know this guy, but a kid named Joakim Noah oh, yeah. went to this school. And then went to Florida, University of Florida, and won two national championships. Went to this school. Now he's in the pros. So we're taking a kid to a school like that. They've already been there and done it. So now it's our time. You said it, it's our time. That's why we got to get it done. It's, it's, find out what you, need, what you need to know maybe in somebody here. See, that's why you need a fellowship with them sometime. We just go right home. Here's the answer sitting next to you, but you're going home. 
Don't take time to sit and see what's going on. You come in and judge us by the size. We're a lot bigger on the inside than we are on the outside. That's why the Bible said, greater is he that's in us than he's in the world. Let's stand. Everybody say leadership. leadership. Say, I'm a leader. Say, it's in me. Say, put in me everything I needed before I was born. Before my mother had me, he loaded me. With his, goods. with his goods. Now, Father, we thank you for this today. For right now, Lord, we just thank you for everyone who's represented here that day. Those who, who missed today, but, Lord, they get the overflow. We thank you, Lord, you bring us to a new place. We thank you for these young ones. You're here because it's your time. You're here because it's your time. So you can think right. You're here because it's your time. You're not just showing up. You didn't just stumble up here. God was ordering you here. You're here because it's your time, Nick. It's your time for better. Lord, I break every lie, every deception. I break every disappointment. I break whatever I don't know what to do. We break it because you do know what to do. Because he's in you, sweetheart. He's in you. He's in you. He's in you you for good. And you're going to see his goodness. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. That's what the testimony with my sister here was about her, her brother. He was off. And she's wondering about it, but she gave him the word. You just keep going. Amen. Hey, um, Monica, come give her a hug, please. Amen. He's in you, sweetheart. He's in us. He's in you. You know what you have to do? You got to cut loose everything that's not of God. You do. It's a hinder you. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Listen, we got to stop buddying up with unrighteousness. The Bible says the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Listen, it's nothing wrong with being a sinner. You just can't stay one. I was a sinner. I just couldn't stay one. And one minister says, if there was a future in sin, I'd still be in it. It ain't no future. What is sin? It brings death. Kills everything. Family, kids, you, yourself. And Jesus said, I come you could have life. Life. And have it more abundantly. So, Father, we thank you right now. Hold, hold her hand. Father, today. Elder daughter, put your hands on her. Monica, put your hands on her. Elder daughter, put your hands on you. Today's a new day for you guys. It's a new day. Understand this. Yesterday is gone. You ain't got to figure nothing out. You just start afresh. God's giving you a fresh start. You're giving you a fresh start. What you have to do, you got to get off of stupid. You got to come out to dumb. Okay? And no, today is like the first day of your life. God always gives new beginnings. Yesterday's gone, but today is here. It's a fresh start because you got greatness in you. You're a great couple. You're a great man. Don't let kin folks or anybody come against this. Because you stood before God and made your values. The kin folks just listen. But God was listening, and God's, God's not respecting a person, and God honors what you said. If you honor him, he's going to honor you guys. You guys listen, you guys going to be a couple, man. Going to be sought out. And you're going to be telling people how to do this. He's going to let you know you are. You're going to be the man God called you to be. You're going to be the woman, the wife. 
And God's going to give you the wisdom. So God wants you to rest, man. You don't have to figure out. Stop for God already figured. Just stop. Just rest it. Just rest. Just know that God's answering your prayers. Just know this also. That the, the best is yet to come, but it starts now. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. Just start with what you have. And God will add more and more. We'll add more and more. Yeah, and more and more. Come on, give God praise. Give our glory. Give our honor.